a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There's been a lot of talk of late about those facing homelessness, uh, even those who pass away on the streets. A memorial service was held last night remembering. Uh, the homeless who died on Salt Lake City streets. But I think it's time for all of us to look at those facing chronic homelessness in just a little different way. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So we are going to think again, and we're going to start with a report from KSL News Radio's Nick Wyatt on the memorial service that was held last night. And then we're going to be joined by a good friend, Alex Boyer, who's going to share his experience and why we all should think again about homelessness. A somber memorial for 159 of Utah's homeless population who died and whose remains were never claimed. Family don't know where they're at or if they've even passed because after a while they don't look for him anymore. Chaplain Chantel McBride came up with the idea and the Neil O'Donnell mortuary held the service. Attendees then walked to the Cathedral of the Madeline where the names of each person were read. I just really want them to know that they're not forgotten and that they, when they do pass on that they just don't go and their, their life meant nothing. McBride hopes to make this an annual tradition moving forward. Nick Wyatt, KS News Radio. One of those attending the memorial service last night was uh, Alex Boyer, international recording artist and uh, someone who has a very unique perspective on homelessness. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Hey, so great to talk to you, Boyd. I'm honored to be on. <laughs> so so tell us first just a little perspective from last night. What did you take away from the memorial service? Oh, wow. Uh, so many things. I mean, Getting to sing Amazing Grace at the uh, Cathedral of the Madeline mm. was mind-blowing. And I just remember just opening my voice, and I felt like I was being assisted by many other people, and particularly these uh, uh, these 150 souls who had passed away. I just felt I just felt their presence there, and it was amazing. But um, I had a chance to just talk briefly about my experience. I was homeless when I was 16. And so it was interesting when uh, Chaplain Chantel, you know, McBride asked if I'd be interested in participating. I, I said, yeah, because no one says no to Chantel McBride. So <laughs> I just kind of said yes anyway, and I had the free time. Any chance I'd get to serve? So I was like, yeah. But it wasn't until she had sent me the flyer, and then when she said it was to commemorate and, and give tribute to 150 people who had passed and died on the streets of Salt Lake uh, and were homeless, of course it hit a struck a chord with me mm-hmm. being homeless at the age of 16. And I let me tell you, I I remember there's a time when you are taking um, you start uh, sorry I'm going to tear up already there's a time when you have this feeling when you're homeless for whatever reason there's a point when the dignity leaves mm-hmm. and for me it, and it happens in different ways to different people but for me it was the first time I put my foot my hand in the trash can 
and I put the food in my mouth and I didn't look around. I wasn't ashamed and I wasn't embarrassed. Mm. That's the first time I did it. I was ashamed and embarrassed. But after a while, when it got to that point, you lose your dignity. That's when it's dangerous because that's when you could possibly stay in the same place forever. Yeah. Huh. Luckily, I had somebody that bailed me out. It was somebody that wasn't homeless. They saw me about to put something in my mouth, but, you know, and they slapped the hamburger out of my mouth. <laughs> and this guy just looked at me and he said, you are better than this. This is not you. They know who I was. This is not you. God has bigger plans for you. <clears throat> and you won't realize it if you stay in this place. Uh, now, I can't tell you that everything happened easy from then on, but I just knew that he gave me a vision of who I was. Yeah. And just a small vision. And that's what made the difference. You see, we, we, we uh, and every time I get a chance to see a homeless person, whether I fail or succeed, I always try and have a chance or an opportunity to just give them a vision of who they really are. Like I'll say to them, you see me standing in a suit, driving a, a car, see the family, that the, my wife in the, in, in the seat right there? Yeah, that was a vision that I didn't think would ever exist. But I just looked forward even just a little bit from where I am, and it made all the difference. Uh, I love that, and I think it's I think it's so important. You mentioned this concept of dignity, and one I love that about the memorial service last night because that was that was really bestowing dignity uh, on those who had passed away. And and just to to take that one step further, and you've been you've been part of so many important conversations around that dignity and those who are facing homelessness, uh, and you really had somebody who saw you not as a liability to be managed, but as a human being with potential to be fostered and developed. And I just, we've got to get more of that into our thinking as we try to address uh, the problem of those facing homelessness. Yeah, yeah. Because the way I'm learning that, every single one of us, in one way, shape, or form, have a low self-image of ourselves, Mm. whether it's big or whether it's small. And then the thing about it is that what I'm learning is that the bigger it is, oh my gosh, that, that's when you, people can't control, it gets so strong that you can't control where you're at. But if we can get people before that point to just know the, the, the wealth and the value of who they are, specifically, it makes such a huge difference. It's just like when you talk to a, a, a wife who's at home and she just feels like she's thankless. Then all of a sudden, somebody says something nice to her about her mothering, about even just, you know, <laughs> the laundry or something positive, and it makes this huge difference, you know? Or like someone at the office who has a thankless job and someone just says, thank you so much for what you're doing. All of a sudden, that person's life can just change, yeah. or at least their day. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same thing with someone who's out on the street, exactly the same thing. Yeah, so important, such a, a crucial conversation, and it is. It, and it's not just it's not just those that are facing homelessness. It's all of us recognizing yeah, yeah. the dignity and the the potential within us. Alex Boyer, always appreciate you jumping on with us. And there are a few things more inspiring than Alex Boyer singing "Amazing Grace" in the Cathedral of the Madeline. That is a that's a game changer. Oh, gosh, thank you. It was such an amazing night. <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have you back real soon. Thanks, Alex. All right. Uh, again, important conversations for us to have. And I love this idea that Alex shared in terms of dignity. 
And you look at things like the Other Side Village that's underway, some of the other projects and conversations we're having in this city and this state around the issue of chronic homelessness. Uh, Dignity has to be first, last, and always if we want to really get people beyond the streets and onto a path where they can live their own version of the American dream. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Salt Lake City's mayor throws down the gauntlet. The requirement for masks in schools. It is within my legal capacity to declare a local emergency. Do Salt Lake schools follow her lead or ignore it? Kids are flooding back into classes and the adults still can't agree. Listen each day for updates on KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. School is out and the weather's warm. Summer's here. Hi, I'm Jay Broadman at Alpine Home Medical. We offer you the best quality products as well as excellent customer service. Whether you're in one of our 10 retail stores or shopping online, we'll provide you with the best experience possible. From CPAPs to compression stockings to portable oxygen concentrators to wheelchairs and scooters, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Our staff is here to find exactly what you need. And that's the reason why Alpine Home Medical has been voted best of state in medical supply every year since 2009. When you're in need of medical supplies, we promise you'll find what you want at Alpine Home Medical. If not, we'll find it for you. Don't have time to come in? Shop online at alpinehomemedical.com. That's alpinehomemedical.com. You've done the things you're supposed to do. You know, the big plan, you got married, bought the little fixer-upper, had your 2.5 kids, and life is grand. Until it's not. So if something happens to you, who's going to take care of your kids? What's going to happen to them? Who takes care of that fixer-upper and everything in it? That's where estate planning helps. Have you thought about a will and trust? Look around at your life. Maybe it's time for that plan as well. Don't let a judge decide for you. You need your own estate plan. Call to schedule your free consultation, and VF Law will give you $200 off your estate planning. Initial consultation with VF Law can be done over Zoom, the phone, or their attorney can come to you. Go to utestateplanner.com and register for the live event August 24th to find out more about estate planning. Or call VF Law and schedule your free consultation. For more, visit VF Law at utestateplanner.com. That's utestateplanner.com. Get ready. Saving starts with Xfinity. Because when you get Xfinity Internet and Mobile together, you can save up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. Enjoy fast, reliable Internet at home and nationwide 5G on the go, included at no extra cost. That means you can connect to everything you love. Whether you're a next-level gaming aficionado, an online shopping mastermind, or crushing that research project. So go ahead, stream on all your devices, or video chat from anywhere, and save hundreds while doing it. Because saving starts with Xfinity. Get Xfinity Internet for $19.99 a month for 12 months with a one-year agreement. Plus, add Xfinity Mobile and ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Internet offer ends 9-30-21 and requires paperless billing and auto pay. Restrictions apply. New performance starter plus internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary. I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper pet kit, and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. 
And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweepers so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum. Easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit. Because shed happens. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Be the first to hear breaking news or emergency traffic updates. Text the word NEWS to 57500. That's the UCCU KSL text line. Love where you bank. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. With the three things you need to know this hour, I'm Lindsay Ertz. First, the Alpine School District says a Lehigh school teacher who was captured on video criticizing parents' political views and some people's approach to COVID-19 vaccinations is no longer employed by the district. The teacher was put on leave Tuesday. Second, storm warnings are up all over Utah as a large system brings heavy rain, wind, and possible hail statewide. And third, firefighters are being released today from that fire that's been burning near the top of Parley's Canyon. That area has received more than a half an inch of rain. Right now it is stormy in downtown Salt Lake City and 57 degrees. Back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're continuing to monitor. Uh, President Biden is expected to give remarks uh, any moment now on the uh, vaccines and boosters and maybe a few things. We're even hearing a little bit of chatter that he might take a few questions, which would be interesting. In the meantime, we want to continue to break down what we've been following as it relates to Afghanistan. Of course, we've been listening uh, just within the last hour. uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, along with uh, General Mark, Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, uh, gave remarks as well as took questions from reporters in terms of the state and lay of the land in Afghanistan. And helping us break it all down is our good friend Andy Field from ABC News. Andy, thanks for hopping on with us today. Thank you, Boyd. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite a news conference. I don't know if you, you broadcast that live, but I did listen to most of it. And uh, I think one of the more startling things is how limited – the U.S. military's actions are in Afghanistan. Uh, we're told that the U.S. is going to have upwards of 6,000 troops securing the airport, and that's about it. Uh, if you want to get to the airport, the U.S. State Department's already issued a warning saying that the United States government cannot assure safe passage from Kabul to the airport. So basically, if you haven't gotten there yet, and not everyone's coming from Kabul, they're coming from other parts of the country, uh, you may be on your own. Now, the uh, Pentagon, uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and Lloyd Austin, who is the defense secretary, both are generals who have served, uh, Mark, uh, Lloyd Austin, a retired general, have served uh, and led troops in Afghanistan. So they said this is very personal to them, and they understand 
the anguish of many veterans who have spent the better part of the last 20 years fighting to make sure this never happened and to see it collapse in such a spectacular way so quickly is heartbreaking not only to them but everyone else in the military. Yeah. But in the meantime, their their mission now is really just getting Americans and uh, Afghans who helped the U.S. out of that country as quickly as possible. Yeah, I thought it was so stunning that both of them said that the uh, the troops that would be there at the airport really didn't have the capacity uh, to expand the perimeter around the airport beyond uh, what it already is. And uh, as you said, Andy, it's uh, everyone's kind of on their own to. To, to get to the to get to the airfield there uh, in order to to be evacuated uh, one of the things that we've been following and I would love your take on this Andy is uh, we've kind of expanded the view a little bit in a lot of the analysis and I think we have to go beyond just the 20 years that we have been there I think we have to look at the 20 years that uh, the Soviet Union was there and others have been there and, and this really this never-ending cycle of violence and revenge, uh, which seems to have been in the country. Some are wondering if uh, the the end of this era uh, of the United States presence and war there, that uh, they just want to, you know, will there be, obviously there will be a, a cycle of revenge, uh, although the Taliban seems to have held at least off a little bit. Uh, but how do you see that playing out? Is there a space in there where peace with the people could begin? You would hope. Uh, look, Afghanistan is not like, uh, unlike any other country, they need money to make the country go. And their prime export for many years was poppy, which right. turned into heroin. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of, that you, you know, you don't see Martin says made in Afghanistan. You don't see a lot of those products. Uh, so they need some kind of trade with the rest of the world in order to exist economically. Uh, they can't just keep relying on, on sources, and, and we're told that Saudi Arabia has perhaps given a lot of money to the Taliban. I just read a story about that, although I don't have any original reporting on that to back that up. Uh, but what's interesting is you cannot run a country without an economy. We've seen that in Russia. Russia has, you know, it's, it's, it's a very impoverished country uh, with a lot of military yeah. uh, capability. So if... If that's the case, it's really going to be up to the Taliban to say, what are we going to do uh, to get the people on our side? You cannot rule as a conquering force over a group of people unless they sign on to it. Yeah. I also want to get one another uh, quick take uh, from you, Andy, uh, just if you're hearing anything from your sources back there. Uh, as late as last evening, uh, the White House was confirming that the president hadn't spoken uh, to any of our allies uh, since the fall of Kabul, uh, whereas you had Boris Johnson, who you know immediately recalled Parliament uh, to come in and talk just about Afghanistan. Of course, the House and the Senate are both uh, out of session this week. Uh, are you hearing any rumblings uh, from your sources in terms of conversations either with Congress or with our allies coming out of the White House? Well, I, uh, apparently late last night, the White House put a statement out that the president did indeed talk to Boris Johnson. Uh, but he's the only ally that we know that President Biden hasn't has spoken about this with. And the U.S., of course, has quite a few allies, including many uh, in NATO and in the U.N. that have fought alongside the U.S. over these last 20 years. So that seems a bit odd that he would not have consulted in any way, shape or form with these folks. But 
Uh, well, I'm sure we'll learn more when he comes out to speak in just a short while. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Andy Fields, uh, colleague from ABC News, uh, correspondent based out of Washington, D.C., has covered five White House administrations. Andy, always appreciate your perspective on this. Thanks, Boyd. All right. Again, that's Andy Fields from ABC News. And we're standing by any moment. The president is expected to speak uh, as uh, questions continue to mount over what's going on in Afghanistan. Who knew what, when, where and why? All of those things. A lot of the finger pointing and placing blame game is is in full swing. Uh, The more important thing, I think, is what the uh, generals have said today in terms of the primary goal is keeping the airport secure And picking up the pace, uh, Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, said that that was uh, his primary goals were to maintain the security around the airport and then to accelerate the pace of evacuations for those who want to leave the country, starting with U.S. citizens uh, and then uh, some of our allies. And then, of course, the Afghanis who have served as interpreters as guides as contractors to the u.s military over the course of the last two decades and so we're going to continue to monitor all of that here on ksl news radio when the president speaks we will bring that to you uh and we are hearing some chatter uh that the president may actually take some questions during this press conference the primary focus of the press conference is around vaccines and boosters uh, moving into the fall what that might mean, especially for uh, those who received early vaccines early in the year when things were just getting rolling. Uh, Eight months seems to be the number that we're hearing in terms of uh, when you should get a booster, about eight months after the uh, second dose of whatever uh, type you have received. Uh, But again, we're just standing by to hear from President Biden uh, what he is uh, issuing or authorizing there uh, in terms of that uh, booster shot uh, rolling into the to the winter months. And my guess is if he takes any questions, the questions will likely center in Afghanistan and what is taking place there. And we're going to continue to cover all of that here on KSL News Radio. We're going to go ahead and uh, step aside just a little early for our bottom of the hour news so we can get that in before President Biden steps to the microphone. I'm Boyd Matheson. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Much more to come. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.